0: Go to MindfulParentingCourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's MindfulParentingCourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama Podcast, episode number 313. Today we're talking about how busy parents can create time to meditate. Welcome to the Mindful Mama Podcast, now with over a million downloads. Here it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Welcome back to the Mindful Mama podcast, my friend. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. I know that even talking about meditation, people are like, oh my God, it feels like something I have to do. Ah." But there are so many good reasons to have a meditation practice, start a meditation practice. And so this is for you. If you've wanted to practice mindfulness, you know, I want to be less reactive. I want to calm my stress response. I want to feel less anxious. I want to feel less anxiety, less depression. I want to feel more well-being. I want to just be able to think clear, more clearly. I want to be able to pause, right? If you want all those things, and this is the episode for you because I'm going to talk about how busy parents can create time to meditate. And this is something I have been working on for like a decade now and talking to parents about this because this is something that... Uh, you know, for me, meditation is a, you know, a non-negotiable thing in my day because I know it makes me a better parent, helps me be less reactive, more thoughtful. It, it actually kind of like gives me more time in my day in a weird way. It feels like something extra to do, but it it gives actually gives me more time because I'm more focused, I'm less distracted. I'm definitely a better parent and a better person to be around altogether when I meditate and I enjoy life more. So you know, it's such a good thing to bring into your life and it doesn't have to be that hard. I've worked with parents of newborns, and toddlers, parents with lots of kids, and I've helped people get a meditation practice and you can have one too. So, so don't fret. Today I have eight tips for you for finding time to meditate. And the thing is, it's hard. Like, you know, how do you know when it's a good time to meditate? You, there, you always have other things to do. And most of us don't feel particularly inspired to meditate at any given time. Like that, it's not something that happens, Um, you know, so for in order for it, but in order for it to be effective, it has to be this like, has to be an appointment that you keep and not something you do when you feel like it. It has to be like something like brushing your teeth or, you know, I don't know, doing your crunches or like you know any other way you take care of your body right like has to be something that we make an appointment and we keep because we care about our minds and our awareness and our reactivity and all those things so Let's get into it. Eight tips for finding time to meditate. And the first one is the most important one that I see. And you won't find this tip other places, but it's the most important one I want to mention here. And that is to decide that you are worthy of your own time. So one of the main reasons I see that moms don't give themselves time to meditate or time to themselves at all is a feeling of a lack of worthiness. And that's not surprising because as a society, we tell people, especially women, that we're not valuable unless we're achieving something or caring for others. I call bullshit on this whole idea. When you were born, no one looked into your beautiful little baby eyes and thought, this baby is not worthy of love and attention and affection because that be ba- this baby has not achieved anything. No, you're worthy just because you're here. You are worthy of your own time. You are worthy of time to yourself. You, Even if you have no children, if you have no responsibilities, you have no one else to be responsible to the new world, you're still worthy of your own time just because you are. You have to decide. You have to make a conscious choice that you are worthy of your own time. So if you are telling yourself, I don't have time, I don't have time, and you're pushing yourself off and you're having a weird feeling of resistance around this, then I want you to examine this. Are you really... Is there really an underlying worthiness issue? So number one, I want you to decide to make a choice, uh, even if it feels uncomfortable, that you are worthy of time to meditate. And you are. Number two, I want you to schedule your meditations. Now, scheduling meditation may seem pretty unromantic and a little type A, I mean, and I'm not like that. I'm not even a very systematic person at all. Like I'm so far from systematic. And so scheduling may seem a little like anal retentive or whatever, but scheduling means something means that it is important. So writing it down, especially writing by hand on a sheet of paper has a powerful effect on the memory. So by writing a schedule for your meditation, you commit to that appointment. I have an appointment book. I have a passion planner I use every, every week and every Friday, Write The next week stuff on it and meditate is the first thing I put on that calendar. Um, so write it down. Write down a schedule for your meditation. Commit to the appointment. Um, and you can also, you know, you, you need to know that you, you're telling yourself in that time that you value your own well-being enough to take time during the day for yourself. All right, so what time do you pick? Pick a time with few distractions. I find that the best time for me to meditate is first thing in the morning before I've had a chance to get too immersed in the activities of the day. I don't have to tear myself away from anything and nothing has interfered yet with my intention to meditate. But that may not work for you because you may have small kids who wake up at an Wildly unreasonably too early hour. Um, But pick a time with few distractions. And, you know, after sunset might be a good time to meditate, um, especially if you've, you know, you've done what you want to do during the day and you can feel like you can call it quits or if you have a partner home um, to trade off with you can you know tag out and take those few minutes for meditation this is another reason to go back to tip number one decide you're worthy of your own time because then you can have a conversation with your parenting partner if you have one that says i'm needing 15 minutes to myself not that you're doing all 15 minutes meditation the meditation itself only may take like five minutes, right? So I just wanna put that in here that we're not talking about a lot of time to meditate. Five minutes can make a significant impact on the day. So, but you say to your partner, I need 15 minutes by myself. When can we fit this into the schedule? It's not like, can I please do this, honey? Please, please, please. Because you can decide that this that, that you need this and you can work it out. This is a need that you can figure out how to meet together, right? Um, you know, if you go for, so I'd recommended first thing in the morning after sunset, anytime later or earlier than these two time periods, and you're likely either going to be asleep or sleepy. So kind of use those two windows if you can, not both, but just somewhere in between these periods, find a few minutes. Um. Okay, so go moving on to tip number four. So you're gonna pick a time with few distractions. So maybe this is the time right after, you know, you drop your kids off or whatever. Um, Find a time with few distractions. I pick the time right now I'm doing it after I say goodbye to my 14-year-old when she walks over to the bus, then I do my meditation. And I say good, after that, I say good morning to my 11-year-old who goes to school a little later. Tip number four, find small holes in your schedule. You know, I you know it seems to be like a cultural societal requirement that we have this like we are maximum busy, but it's not that's not true that the average day is a solid wall of activity. It's more like Swiss cheese. So the key to finding a little bit of personal time is to look for those small pockets of air. Um, remember, we're only talking about a few minutes at a time. You know, most people don't have the luxury of big two to four hour blocks of time, but nearly everyone, even busy parents can find one 15 minute t- block of time. So some small holes in your schedule that you might check on are maybe you set a timer, you you meditate while nursing a baby, set, the t- set a timer for five minutes or use a five minute guided meditation and then use the rest of the nursing time to flip your phone or whatever, you know, look at your phone if that's what you're doing or whatever you normally do during your nursing time. Um, you know, carve out those five minutes before you go to bed at night. Some people do that time in bed when they first wake up in the morning. Um, sometimes people will do it, you know, right uh, around brushing teeth and things like that. So this leads us to tip number five, which is perform your meditation after an existing habit. So maybe after you get into your car for the drop off, right? In the in the morning. Try meditating for a few breaths instead of, you know, racing to turn on the ignition. Or you know, if you're quiet your mind after you go to the bathroom at work or or you're at home and after you use the bathroom. And the, the research say that the pattern is always after and that's why it's called, it's called anchoring. So you wanna choose a daily occurrence or existing activity to remind yourself to meditate. So maybe you brush your teeth and then you sit on top of the closed toilet seat for set a timer for three minutes and meditate there while your partner is downstairs having breakfast with the kids. Try to anchor it, perform your meditation after an existing habit Anchor it with that habit. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains.
1: Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter-Free, It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.
0: Tip number six, commit to your meditation schedule. Once you identify the best times to meditate, schedule them in, commit to them in writing. So when you come to that appointed time, drop everything. Do your meditation. Know that you're worthy of it. Be aware that something will happen. Right, something will happen that will tempt you to deviate from this plan. You will get a phone call. Uh, you know, you you know, your child will stub their toe. Um, social channels will ping. Whatever, all that stuff will happen. But commit to your meditation schedule. Really m- make a commitment because it's a commitment to yourself. It's a commitment to your mental health it's a commitment to your emotional health. It's commitment to you being the model for groundedness and peacefulness for your family, being able to accept and hold all the things. So commit to your meditation schedule, whatever that schedule is, and um, try to commit to it for like a good month. See how this feels. And you can even give yourself a reward afterwards. I love that. Okay. So Break only with your schedule, break only for emergencies. And so you have to discriminate between true emergencies that need your attention or routine, you know, distractions and noise that should be avoided, right? And you might have some dis- trouble distinguishing between those emergencies and the noise. So ask yourself can this wait for a few minutes? Will my child be hurt if I don't attend to them right away? You know, give your partner a chance to step in and take care of stuff. Don't feel like you have to jump up and do everything. Give, you know, give your partner, if they're giving you some time, give them the respect of of trusting them and giving them the chance to be human and and et cetera, right? So you got to tell that part of yourself that's obsessive compulsive to like, you can get back to whatever the issue is as soon as your meditation is over. You probably will even handle it better uh, on the other side of the meditation than you would if you jumped up before. So break only for emergencies. Number eight, actually I have nine tips. Number eight is meditate anyway. If you're having trouble getting letting go, if you're fidgety, that's okay, meditate anyway. It's better to meditate while distracted than to not meditate at all. If you miss a session because you can't drop what you're doing, no worries. Just start again, just get yourself back on track the next appointed time, but don't feel the need to atone for your sins to like add, by adding time onto the future session guilt tripping is not productive. This is not about a race. This is not about a competition. This is not about some imaginary yardstick of perfection. It's about your unfolding development. So meditate anyway, even if it's not optimal, even if, you know, I heard, um, Tara teacher say she's, I meditate every day, but I let myself give her, she gives herself two big back doors. And one is I sit for, you know, it can be any length of time and it can be in any position. So maybe you just take five deep breaths that day, like you meditate anyway, any, any length of time, maybe then later you can come back for more. Um, yes, just get it done. It's better to meditate while distracted and fidgety and all that than to not meditate at all. You'll still feel wonderful benefits down the line. And then finally, I guess my number nine is kind of like the bonus tip. And this is about like mindfulness in general, but practice mindfulness when you've got some time to kill, right? So resist the urge to scroll through Instagram the moment your kids head to the bathroom. It's very healthy to have all sorts of moments in the day where you're just being right. You know, it's tempting to really use our phones as entertainment during those blank spaces of time during the day but we can just pause and let the moment happen instead of gluing ourselves to our Facebook feed or our Instagram feed. Look around, smile at other people, enjoy some momentary calm. And I know it's not the same as doing a seated meditation, but being fully present during these small moments can help you feel more comfortable confronting the thoughts rattling around in that head. So these are my tips to help Busy Parents Meditate, and this is something we talk about in the Mindful Parenting Membership often, how to have time to meditate. We like to hook you up with an accountability buddy so you can be accountable to, uh, you can ping each other, you can text each other and say, hey, did you practice? Yes, I did. Yes, no, I didn't. Okay, I'm going to go do it now, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But yes, he's, just to recap, eight tips plus a bonus tips for finding time to meditate. Number 1 most important decide you are worthy of your own time. Number 2 schedule your meditations. Number 3 pick a time with few distractions. I know this is not easy, but try, you can you can find some time. Find number 4 find small holes in your schedule. Number 5 form your meditation after an existing habit anchor it. Number 6 commit commit to your meditation schedule. Number seven, break only for emergencies. Number eight, meditate anyway. And then finally bonus tip, practice that mindfulness when you've got some time to kill. All right, so I hope this has been helpful, my friend. I hope that it uh, will help you jumpstart your meditation practice. If you want more information about meditation, about mindfulness, you want to learn more about the mindful parenting course, go to mindfulmamamentor.com and let me know if this was helpful for you. I would love to know. It makes such a big difference to me. Um, Let me know at Instagram at mindfulmamamentor.com. And I'm wishing you a beautiful, beautiful week, my friend. And I'm I'm wishing you all the best, wishing you that time to do your practice, do your meditation practice. It's really life-changing, and it really does help us become better parents by calming and steadying our heart, our mind, and our nervous system, and that is truly what our kids need most from us. It's it's what they need most. It's it, more than any gifts To have us be really fully present for them, um, to love and accept them as they are, to love and accept ourselves as we are. That's what they need from us. And meditation is a key for this. And you really can do it, even if you're fidgety, even if you're skeptical or anxious, any of that stuff, I promise you can. Uh, We're going to have some more resources coming up. So definitely check mindfulmamamentor.com and I will catch you next time on the Mindful Mama podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. I
1: am still, sometimes, a yeller. <laughs> I yell too much to my kids. I have four kids. It was really bad. I just have to take this to, I don't know, to change something that was not healthy. Not for me, not for my kids. I can listen to them. And that's great because they know that I'm listening to them now i'm less reactive i'm not explode when my kids say something like i did before it's calm everything is calm here now so take this these classes because we'll help you we'll teach you a lot of things and you can see that you are not alone in this world that you're not a bad mother i think you need to to take these classes